Hi, my name is Drian Arney, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker working in private practice in the state of Florida. Welcome to the Cultivative Conversation podcast, where I engage guests in deep conversation using questions designed to assist with building healthy relationships. These questions explore themes of gratitude, nostalgia, sharing, and learning to invoke togetherness and intimacy through conversation. Hi, everyone. I am back, this time by myself, and to engage you in a conversation about the process of unlearning. My goals for this conversation and episode are to provide some information on what the unlearning process is, to share some questions that may be helpful to ask yourself in your own process of unlearning, and to share three things that I am being intentional about unlearning as I go through my own process and journey. The definition of unlearning that I have found best resonates with me and my practice um, is included in an article published by Psychology Today. The name or the title of the article is The Power of Unlearning. Um, According to the author of this article, unlearning is the process through which we break down the origins of our thoughts, attitudes, behaviors, feelings, and biases. In my practice, This tends to be the process through which we ask ourselves questions that allow us to explore. uh, Where did these thoughts come from? How did I develop these attitudes? Um, Why is it that I engage in in these behaviors? Um, Why is it that I feel the way that I feel about this thing, about this person, about this situation? Um, And whether or not those thoughts, whether or not those attitudes, beliefs, favorite uh, feelings um, truly belong to us. The author of the article also included five questions that they believe may be helpful to ask yourself, to answer, and explore those answers um, as we embark on our journey of unlearning. Uh, These questions include, where do these beliefs come from? Do these support my mental health? Is this in alignment with the life I want? Is this congruent with my authenticity and the person I am? What about the person I want to become? Do I believe this to be true to myself? I've also included a few questions uh, that I like to ask myself and my clients as we explore the process of unlearning. And those questions include, how is this way of thinking benefiting me? How is this way of thinking causing harm? Is there another way that I can think, feel, behave in this situation? How might thinking differently, feeling differently, behaving differently, impact my ability to manage this situation, this circumstance, or this person. In answering the question of where do these beliefs come from, it's often important to think about the people that may have modeled the behaviors, the attitudes, even the feelings in response to different situations for us as children, As teenagers, even as adults, you may find that you are reenacting behaviors, you're reenacting responses that have been modeled for you by the people around you. It may also be helpful to think about, you know, when you think about the person that you want to become, when you think about the life that you want for yourself, does this version of that life, does this version of yourself behave this way? 
does that version of you feel this way in those situations that may be triggering? How would that person respond? Is the way that I'm responding now in alignment with what I value, with what's important to me, with how I would like to be able to show up in the world? Many people, including myself, are always looking for new ways to incorporate natural products in our hair and skincare routines. If you're one of those people, you may be excited to learn about Thriving Organics. Thriving Organics is one of my go-to places for organic skin and hair care products that are handmade with love and care. My favorite products right now are their organic castor oil, my hair loves it, and their rose glow oil, which leaves my face feeling calm and hydrated, especially after cleansing. Visit Thriving Organics at www.thrivingorganicsofficial.com and begin your journey to thriving skin and hair today. At the start of the conversation, I share that there are three things that I am being intentional as I go through a process of unlearning um, to unlearn. The first is unlearning that it is in some way a challenge or a negative thing to ask why. I grew up in spaces where Rules were made, expectations were expressed and put out there, and I complied. I just did it because it was what I was told I was supposed to do. It was framed as the right thing, and I don't remember feeling or believing that there was space for me to question the authority figures whether that be my parents, teachers, other, you know, adult family members. I don't remember there being a thought in my mind that it is okay to question this. My belief has, and even still today as I'm working to unlearn, is that this person is in charge. They're in charge for a reason. And if they say that this is how things are to go, that this is how I am to achieve this thing, I have to follow, no questions asked. As I go through my journey, one of the things that I'm learning is that there is a great opportunity to learn in asking why. Why is not just a challenge. It is not just questioning someone's authority or someone's word. It's wanting to know more. It's wanting to explore. It's wanting to better understand the circumstances, the expectations, the rules that have been placed in front of me. And I am each day doing much better with embracing that and asking more whys. The second thing on my list of things that I am working through unlearning is that what I have always done does not have to be what I continue to do. And what helps me is being able to reframe. And so the way that I wrote this down for myself is just because I've always done it this way doesn't mean that I or it has to continue this way. And I have a very, what seems like a very small example. I think about uh, my friend Norma, who you've heard before on the podcast. Uh, She was the first person to bring this to my attention. And then since then, 
it's happened more times. <laughs> uh, but I had made a comment to her about someone putting the toilet paper on the roll the wrong way. And she challenged me and she asked me, well, what makes the way that you put the toilet paper on the roll the right way? And what makes the other way the wrong way? And I could not answer that question for her. I don't remember if it was in that moment or in another moment where someone else challenged me that I realized that my understanding at that point in time of the right way to put the toilet paper on the roll did not belong to me. That wasn't something that I had come upon myself. It wasn't something that I had identified and just accepted for myself on my own. It was the way that we put the toilet paper on the roll in the house. That was the way that my mom taught me to put toilet paper on the roll. That was the way that my parents reinforced for me in the household that the toilet paper was supposed to go on the roll. So then again, that was me kind of following the direction, not questioning why, just accepting that this is how it is because this is how it is. And that has been my way of thinking until I had to be in my early, maybe mid-20s when I had this interaction with Norma. So since then, I have been, and I think now I'm a lot more comfortable with if the toilet roll isn't on, the toilet paper isn't on the roll the way that I'm used to, I'm okay. I'm not as triggered. I'm thinking about that question earlier on about, is this, uh, does this support my mental health? I would find myself in great distress about a freaking roll of toilet paper. So that was not supportive of my mental health because there is no healthy reason that I should have as much anxiety at the sight of a roll of toilet paper being on the roll the wrong way. I feel like I've said toilet paper roll 50 times already, so we're going to move forward. <laughs> One of my goals in private practice is to contribute to making therapy accessible and affordable. Becoming a member of the Open Path Collective Network has allowed me to expand my client base and to offer an affordable sliding scale of $30 to $60 per session to clients who cannot afford market rates of $100 to $250 per hour. If you are a licensed clinician who would like to join the Open Path Collective Network, use the link in the show notes to sign up and let Open Path know that I sent you. The third thing that is on my list of things that I am being intentional in my practice of unlearning is what it means to me to be strong and what that looks like in situations or moments where I feel challenged, if I am triggered, if my feelings are hurt. Um, when I think about strength and what this has looked like for me in my life and how it has been modeled for me, it's often look like not reacting, not responding to triggers. Um, something that comes very naturally to me is emotional expression. I'm a very emotionally expressive person and anyone who knows me knows that this is true to the extent that I, no matter how hard I try, do not have a poker face. If I feel something, if I'm thinking something, it is almost always reflected on my face. And 
<laughs> I don't know, as an adult right now, I realize that this may be due to the fact that I had become accustomed to holding my reactions and holding my responses in, especially when I think about me as a child. I was called a crybaby. Um, and it's because my feelings were hurt very easily. Um, I've always been easily affected by the things going on around me and crying brought me comfort. I earned the nickname Crybaby and for a long time, even until recently, I have found myself calling myself that. I will tell people I'm a crybaby. I know that. I can hear myself saying that in my head as I'm saying it to you right now. Um, But what I've come to realize is that that is language that was given to me. That wasn't a name that I gave to myself. Um, And I believe that it was a title that was given to me by people that were often uncomfortable with how I expressed my emotions. Um, And so, yeah, for me today, as I unlearn the language that made me feel shame, the language that made me feel guilty uh, for feeling the way that I did in response to someone's behavior or in response to a circumstance that I was in, I am choosing to use language that affirms for me that all of my emotions are valid, all of my emotions are best experienced in the way that they are showing up, and that I deserve to be in spaces where I feel safe enough to share and express how I'm feeling, when I'm feeling those things, of course, in healthy, safe ways, uh, but not in ways that, again, make me feel shame or guilty for having those experiences. I would love to hear if you have any thoughts on any of what I've shared about the process of unlearning. If you take some time to ask yourself these questions, explore the answers for yourself, and there's anything that comes up that you'd like to share, please feel free to email me at drian.arnie at cultivativecounseling.com. The email address can be found on uh, my Instagram page and the at for my Instagram is at cultivativecounseling. I look forward to reading your messages, to uh, reading over your reflections, and I'm looking forward to another conversation with you coming soon. Thank you for joining me for this Cultivative Conversation. If you have not already, please subscribe to the Cultivative Conversation podcast and share this episode with a friend.